How much were these tickets? Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Dynamic Resolution, actually a special edition episode. This is our Dynamic Travels Part 2, San Diego Comic-Con. We are back in our respective homes from San Diego Comic-Con, and uh, we're going to f- just kind of finish up because we only got a couple of days uh, when we were down there. Um, the very first ever podcast recorded on, recorded and edited and uploaded on a Steam Deck. Um, Allegedly. No, 100% confirmed. I called Guinness. They said, pay us 10 grand and we'll give you the title. <laughs> Do Guinness records cost money? Yeah. Yeah. What? You, yeah. You have to pay them to like go out and watch you do the thing. And then you got to pay. You can't just like send in video proof. No, no. It's actually like, so with all the Billy Mitchell stuff um, over the, the last like five, six years, and then like Billy Mitchell <laughs> suing uh, Carl Jobst the youtuber and there's a whole bunch of people that have that are in the guinness book world records in regards to video games mm-hmm. like they've lost their titles and it's come out that guinness is just fucking corrupt and they'll give you a title if you wow yeah um that's a kill screen if i ever heard one <laughs> I, we gotta say we gotta say i i, I need a note uh <laughs> so we did we go to the pinball before or after we recorded i don't think we talked about it uh, because we were like in a rush a little bit yeah because we had a we, th- we had a place we were going we thought was going to be really cool which was the the jurassic park 30th anniversary offsite, and it ended up uh not being worth the walk to the location where it was held uh let me rephrase it wasn't worth the run <laughs> <laughs> yeah that yes because the podcast went long and we had to uh you, I, I thought that we had to get there promptly but uh, on time and then it turns out they didn't even look at the ticket that we had. So it was, yeah, it was, it was not necessary. Um, I, I found a, an Instagram reel since I've been back about a guy like living in Thailand. And he was like, man, why does everyone in Thailand walk so slow? And then he has an epiphany like, wait. Oh, you sent that to me. Yeah. yeah. Wait, maybe I'm walking too fast. And I immediately sent it to you and Matt. <laughs> What's with you walking so fast? I, I just do. I got long legs. Michaela, like, I just walk 10 feet in front of her usually. It's, <laughs> and then, you know, it's, and then it's like, someone reminds you and you're like, oh, yeah, of course, there's another person here. I should be respectful and walk next to them. And then that, you know, then it's just like slowly the speed picks up again. And then, you, you know, you get back, you get back to where you are. So, <laughs> interesting. Uh, so, uh, in regards to kill screen, um, we went to the Stern's. Stern's pinball, right? Yeah, it was a, like a Stern pinball pop-up arcade. So they in the uh, the Marriott. Yeah, in the Marriott. They also had a booth on the floor, but they were uh, they were debuting a new Venom pinball table, um, which I think was the first time that they had shown it off. So there was a bunch of those in this uh, kind of arcade area, along with a bunch of their like kind of favorite, like like some of their most popular tables, like Jurassic Park and some 007 tables and Star Wars, uh, as well as like, they had a lot of like Foo Fighters and stuff, I think, which is there. Yeah. Um, it's another table that came out just a few months ago. So 
uh, tons of tables. There's quite a few people in there too. Um, yeah. And a bunch of like pinball machines set to free play. So you could just go and and hang out and play what and you wanted. We were um, waiting for someone to finish. And uh, you said something like, I was like, oh, do you want to go get in line in this one? You're like, no, 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 no. Like I'm looking at her, her moves or her pattern or something you said something that was very inside baseball you're like i did it i think i think i think it was as simple as like oh she just hit ball three really quickly so it won't be long yeah it was some but it 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 was i think it's i feel like you used slang because it felt like whatever but it it reminded me of the fucking (laughs) king of kong documentary like we got a kill screen coming up who wants to see donkey kong kill screen or like a pac-man kill screen and i was like damn dude you went full Full, full Guinness uh, uh, scumbag. I mean, really, the kill. It's the opposite, though. Like she was, she she was draining that ball real quickly, and <laughs> that's what it's called. Uh, uh, and you know, so it was going to be. It was not going to be very long before it was our turn. Whereas the kill screen in Donkey Kong takes a very, very long time. And how cool would it be to be present to see a kill screen in Donkey Kong? Probably I mean, not I, that cool, but like a little bit cool. I mean, I've, you know? I've 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 seen plenty of Donkey Kong kill screens. So, oh wow, yeah. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I've lost Whoa. at Donkey Kong. So yeah. Uh, that's not the kill screen. Do you, do you even know what you're talking about on this no, show? No, I don't. What is it? Wasn't it the kill screen like like you got a score or you something happened uh, so far along in the game that the game just like breaks and so it kills you? No, that's Pac-Man. Oh, okay. Well, uh, no, 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 no. So Billy in the documentary, uh, there's a guy trying to beat Billy Mitchell's world record. Yeah. And Billy Mitchell's a fucking asshole, so he's walking like he's walking around yelling at all the people in the arcade, like this guy's gonna lose. Kill screen coming up. That's that's what it was. That's why when you were when you were like, yo, this chick's gonna, she's on ball three, she's done. <laughs> so um, put your put your levels down a just a half a dog biscuit, half a dog biscuit. Is that yeah. half? Yeah. Oh, yeah. much better. Yeah. Okay. All much right. Much better. Uh, the, I just realized that you were you were pulling a Shane O'Hare and peeking. Uh, okay. All right. But, but yeah. So uh, Stern's pinball that was cool. Um, and then I think we immediately went upstairs to get ready for the Junji Ito. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. We were there because it was like we've got a bit of time to kill, and uh, then once we play some pinball, uh, we can go ahead and like head right up to that. Which, uh, <laughs> again, like we said in the last thing, uh, the dynamic travels, which also <laughs> I was like uploading the MP3. I'm like, yo, what the fuck do we call this? <laughs> Just right, right on the spot. Um, but uh, so the Junji Ito thing, uh, again, the theme of the trip was horrible mismanagement and, <laughs> and tardiness. So why don't you tell regale us with that story? Because that was kind of was that Friday? Um, there's, I think that was Thursday still. Yeah. Uh, I might th- be wrong about that, but that uh, was, uh, the thing that like the straw that broke the camel's back was, um, jury duty. And then also <laughs> flying Lotus. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's, I was like, I want to go home. Yeah. That was on, that stuff was on Friday. So the Jinjito yeah. thing must've been Thursday. So, uh, you know, he's like a, legendary like manga creator and artist and and uh typically in the horror genre uh he was 
set to be one of the like main influences and main people uh, involved in the you know Silent Hills game that still we're talking about a decade later. Uh, and so it, it would have been really cool. You know, he had a basically there was like an art show celebrating him uh, at uh, San Diego Comic Con this year uh, with over a hundred original pieces. Um, you know, from peeking in, it looked to be like a like a full on kind of art gallery looking setup. Uh, and we were lucky enough, we so we thought to be invited to like an opening ceremony, opening reception for this event. And so after we play some pinball, we head up to get in line for this. And Which I was really impressed with you playing pinball. Like you just looked at, um, I guess you call them tables. I called, I kept calling them boards, but you would look at a, at a, at a table and then instantly be like, Oh yeah, you want to do this. You want to hit that. You want to go up here. Like see when it says mission, you want to do this. And you're like, mm. you, were, you just knew all the buttons and, and, <laughs> and still um, played terribly. Yeah, I kicked your ass, <laughs> which was like like the time when I played Street Fighter with Juan yeah, Carlos. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it is funny because like, and what we were talking about it, and I was talking about like certain tables that I've gotten really good at, and it's because I've like I'm play, you know, you play them over and over, and you learn the tables. Um, whereas like I'll jump into a new table, and like you know pinball for people who don't play it like it looks like the most random thing and it looks like you're just flailing around trying to keep the ball up for as long as you can sort of thing but there's like so much skill and strategy and like stuff to it but like if you don't know if like i i who's who am a super novice player still like if you don't know the table and you're still like oh it's all about controlling the ball i'm gonna control the ball like it, it just feels like you fucking suck uh and like you suck terribly until you like get it and so if you like jump in and are like trying to like play versus just like trying to figure things out you're like do horribly and and then, and then like lose instantly which is the same thing like whenever like Michaela and I play like fighting games but are probably similar to what to, to your experience it was like I'm going to do moves and I'm going to like dodge you and do stuff and she's fucking sitting there hammering buttons and she'll beat me every single time like um so that you, like it felt very very similar to that um which, which reminds me um uh on the on Sunday Josh uh and, and uh, his wife Megan and I met up and walked around the um uh convention center floor and um we ended up going to the Street Fighter 6 booth mm. and uh um uh I played uh not Michaela I played Megan and then Josh played me and uh I was such like I was like all right hey we're going to play games and I told him about my old um like video game tournament persona uh, like back in the day, whenever I was at any kind of public gaming event, I would turn on what I call. There like, used to be videos on YouTube, but they have since been removed, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I wish I still had that. Um, you for... didn't download a copy before they were removed? No, hell no. Oh, Do you still have the link, though? Like, I wonder if you could go in the Wayback Machine and find it. Oh, maybe, maybe. Um, if anyone's uh, not there was a, a video of a very young Shane saying some very inappropriate things. Um, As opposed and, to an older Shane also still saying very inappropriate things. Hey man, at least that shit's not he, on. He YouTube. doesn't do it on camera these <laughs> days though. Um, but so I would, I had this persona where I would be like the asshole on the other side of Xbox live. And uh, so I would, th- there's this, uh, the video in question was, um, the launch night for uh halo three 
and uh, GameStop in my in the mall had a like a Halo tournament, and then, like you know you win a free. Was this cop. like the was this wasn't like the Wasilla Mall? Like you had to drive somewhere to why do are you this, trying right? to like pinpoint like this title Pin, of this video <laughs> it's all about control yeah. um no i was just thinking it's funny because i like being from a small town like we didn't have any uh sort of big launches or midnight events for halo 3 but uh and it was like a school night i think it came out on but my dad randomly was like let's go to nanaimo which is a town that's like an hour away from where i lived and like let's go there on this like school night and I think he had to work in the morning sort of thing. It was like, let's go there and do the midnight launch of Halo. So it was just like a fun yeah. parallel if you had to also travel to go do this midnight show. Yeah, um, we, had to, we had to travel at least an hour one yeah, direction. Yeah. yeah so yeah. but um, so I was just being an asshole like in public. It was our team and we had practiced versus another team. And I was like, yo, yo, check them for Game Sharks over there. Yo, I think they're cheating. They got action replays in their controllers. And I kept like just talking so much obnoxious shit. And um, there was one guy in the, in the audience that was like, oh, what the what the fuck? And like I said something like, like, yo, these guys, moms fucking suck my balls or something. <laughs> and this guy took a step. To, he took a step towards me. And this like random dude would like who, who didn't look like the crowd. The crowd was just like a bunch of like fat gamer uh, white dudes. And this uh, tall, skinny black guy with dreads comes out of nowhere puts his arm up against the guy that like takes a step and he goes, yo, let him work. He's doing the mental game. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn, okay. He knows, he knows. So uh, we were at this, uh, Josh, Megan and I were at the street fighter booth and I was like, Hey guys, if we're going to do this, I'm putting on my, my GameStop Gary uh, persona. And I was playing Megan first and I was just like, super like obnoxious and like i beat her at a match and i did the like you can't see me like ev- everything and then josh hot seated in and fucking did two, <laughs> two rounds of perfect oh shit <laughs> against me and then he turns to me and does the you can't see me like like um i texted him like uh we need that video we'll put that up on our instagram dynamic resolution show. was there a video of it oh yeah he was filming and oh, then shit, was really? filming. yeah it's oh, all yeah. it's all on tape that's hilarious yeah um and then come to find out um megan purposely picked apparently the like cheesiest character mm. who like the more they hit you the more damage they do so if they like it, it was it's like apparently like the cheesiest character I was like, okay, so I could have won, I guess. <laughs> but Junji Ito and Mismanagement dot San Diego Mismanagement Con 2023. Yeah, yeah. So we see where we would go to get in line for this uh, for this art show, and there's some people, some other people in line. It was mostly like I think a, a press event at that point, and we had received like invitations which we had RSVP'd for, uh, and so there was like a hundred plus people. Yeah. Like it was a line is a pretty long line and we're, you know, they start to let people in and, and they're going through the list and we start to see like almost everyone in front of us just get like turned away basically. And, and kind of walk away being like, what the heck? Like that's super weird. What's happening. Why didn't they tell us sort of thing. And, uh, you, you know, we get up to the front eventually and it's the exact same thing. And it's essentially like they invited a ton of people and a ton of people RSVP'd, but then they only chose certain. It was like trying to get fucking Taylor Swift tickets. Like, yeah, you try it. You try to join the thing. You think you're all good. And then you get up there and they're like, oh, no, sorry. We're only letting certain people in. And your name wasn't selected which, sort of thing. So which in, in case, no, like I explained this to my dad. Um, 
these things are so when you sign up as press for a, an event, your email gets given to a list and then uh, vendors uh, or people that like buy access to the list will send you press releases. And it's typically like, yo, come check out our booth, come check out our panel or like there's a party or an offsite event or in this case, like, hey, the Junji Ito um, uh, like press preview uh, thing. And it's typically there's a few situations like, hey, this is this if it's a panel like it's coming it's at this room at this date come check it out or they're like hey we have this private event rsvp and um uh then there's also rsvp and we'll let you know if you're confirmed and you indicated to me so th that's two scenarios like rsvp yeah, yeah, and yeah. then if like uh if it's rsvp and it's like okay you'll be on the list just come and then there's rsvp and get a confirmation which is exactly what it says you indicated to me that it was one of the situations of, and, th and these are very common scenarios. Like, you know, you get a dozen, dozen plus emails of each category. Um, you indicated to me that it was RSVP and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm. And nowhere on like the Google form or the invite email or anything, did they say, wait for your confirmation email. <laughs> so we get up front and the group in front of us, they were like, do you have a confirmation? Like, no, like, and like, I don't think anyone that had, and I don't think a single person that was in front of us, like, like no. had been let in and there was probably 20 people in front of us. Yeah. And, and there was no joke, like 150 plus behind us, like the line just filled up. So we get up front and you said like, Hey, we, like, we didn't get a confirmation email. So it sounds like we're like, we're not getting in. And the thing that like, like tip the I, I keep trying to remember what this phrase was tip the needle raise the needle lift the needle like it's a, it's a phrase that i was trying to like figure out like all weekend anyway the thing that like sent me over the edge for this event because like my feet hurt and i was hungry the dogs uh, were barking dogs were fucking howling dog and so the thing that tipped me over the edge was oh we don't have a confirmation email so i guess we're not getting in and then the woman working the counter said <laughs> said Oh well, I don't know. What's your name? You might be on the list. Let's like, check anyway. Whereas <laughs> every single like I I said that because hearing every single other group, it was like, oh, if you don't have a confirmation email, like you're 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 like not included or something. And so I positioned that to waste nobody's time, and it was like, oh, well, let's take a look. <laughs> and uh, I was like, damn, do you guys. And so like, shouts out Viz Media, you, you kind of screwed like screwed the pooch that night. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> and then. And then so then we were finished a lot earlier than we anticipated. So we tried to meet up with Matt to go find some food, uh, <laughs> which ended up also being a nightmare because some, for some reason, even through San Diego comic-con so much of the area shuts down at such an early time. So this is eight o'clock maybe, or something like that. And it's just straight up. Move the needle. Move is, the needle oh, is the right. phrase. Yeah. <laughs> um, I said every other word than like all, all weekend. I was like, tip the needle. I don't even think needle was consistent. You also spit <laughs> that out a number of times. <laughs> the um, uh, yeah. So then we're like, let's go check out this place. And it was closed. And, and eventually we make it to like uh, cheesecake factory. And they're like, our waiting list is full for the nights. And then we go to another place. Matt then ditches us. He's like, I just won't eat. I just will not eat dinner tonight because this is dumb. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, um, and then we end up waiting in line at like a pizza place and it, 
and then like we're probably standing there for 10 minutes and don't move in the line and so it was like fuck this and then we got stuck behind a train and like it Which just ev- was never every, ending every the, the one thing if you ever go to san diego comic-con every night uh nine ten o'clock ish there is a giant freight train that goes right down the edge of downtown but it bisects the three biggest hotels and the convention center so the hyatt the marriott and the hilton and the convention center are on one side of the tracks and then all of downtown is on the other side of the tracks so this giant freight train and it's like a 15 20 minute train like rumbles through downtown and disrupts any plans that you had and we had like just gotten to the tracks and the train's like and i was like all right well we're just sitting down (laughs) so yeah yeah and then eventually we found pizza and it was it was a great deal it was 18 (laughs) dollars for a soda and two slices Uh, so once you convert and add the tip that was 30 dollars uh yeah (laughs) and then you got sick from it or something yeah i got yeah i got sick um and then we talked about it briefly at the end of the last one i lost my wallet and oh yeah i lost my wallet and then like friday morning like i'm getting ready i'm like oh my wallet's not here and like er- I-, I did a pocket dump into a drawer so everything that was in my pockets everything else was in the drawer and i was like oh i don't have my wallet damn uh, i was looking at the and we like tear apart the room looking for it yeah. basically like and so in my head there's two there's like and last year i lost my wallet so it was like you know someone's gotta go do again. it yeah and so in my head i'm like okay so it either fell out at cheese uh spaghetti factory or i dropped it at the twisted metal uh first episode showing in the convention center and luckily i had google wallet um i'm sorry ted kaczynski i use technology um but i was able to buy breakfast i called alaska airlines and i was like hey what happens i lost my wallet and they were like, basically, you're going to get interrogated by TSA for an hour. Um, they're going to make you they're going to question your citizenship uh, and, you know, treat you like a criminal. Um, Fourth Amendment. What does that mean? And so I was I was kind of disassociated. Like, I don't know if it was obvious, but I was just like tuned out. And then we go into the conventions. Oh, and then also like you went to go into the convention center and they like wrapped you all around the building. Right. That was the previous day, yeah. So I suggested that we wait because uh, if you're up there, there's like it's super hot and you're like super, you know, like pushed together with a million people. And there's like dudes yelling at you. Like at one point they were like yelling to spread the line out into like like they wanted you like to so they could push more people in. Let's like get it like eight or nine people wide. And then like you get like 100 feet down eventually. And then they're yelling at you to compress like into like four people. So it's just a nightmare. And then. As I'm standing in that line, not even halfway there, I get a tweet uh, notification that's like the hallway, the hall doors are now open. And like, it was just like showing people. So I was like, you should, we should not go up there. <laughs> and like at the time that the floor is supposed to open, you'll just be able to like walk right in sort of thing. Uh, so eventually, like, I think you and I split up uh, or something and I go into the convention center floor, which this was the first time I actually hit the floor in the three days we were there. And I was like, well, like I, I had no charges on either of my cards. It's like, oh, well, we'll go to um, I so I go to the lost and found at the convention center and I walk up and I was like, hey, um, I'm looking for a purple leather wallet, Shane O'Hare. And my driver's license, I have uh, I have two middle names on my driver's license. Um, I 
I have three, but I have two all my driver's license. So it formats like my first and last <laughs> name, like really weird. Like people, people are like, oh, are you like, like, it, it's just, if you look at it, um, it, it's, if you just glance at it, because most people are like Derek Cranvelt or, you know, uh, Jonathan London or, or Matt Kelly. Mine is just like really fucking weird. Um, so I was like, hey, Shane O'Hare, purple leather wallet. And the the woman working lost and found had a big binder of like, like each page of this bi- giant three ring binder was like, hey, if you find something like you have to fill out this form. Right, right. And I looked down and she's like, um, and I look at the top of the stack of papers and it says Shane Patrick Matthias. And I was like, <laughs> that's me. That's me. No, 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 no. Like I'm Shane Patrick Matthias O'Hare. That's me right there. And she goes around the corner and comes out with the purple leather wallet. And I was like, holy shit. And she says, yeah, you just missed the guy that turned it in. <laughs> like he had just turned it in. So I had to have like dropped it. Like when I was pulling like nicotine out or like clearing my pockets at the twisted metal thing. Um, and it fell on the floor. And mm-hmm. th- like two people had turned, were turning stuff in while I was at the counter. So like, you know, shout out comic book nerds. Like every, like everyone's like, oh, a wallet. Um, with a uh, a foreign ID in it, foreign <laughs> with a <laughs> with a not California ID in it, like let's do the right thing. And everything was in here. Hell, like even my Costco card and my uh, fucking health insurance card were still in here. Everything was in here. So I don't know if you can you can see like how that's that name is foreign. Mm, but sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. So yeah. if you're just glancing at an ID, that's confusing. Yeah. So got my ID back, hit the show floor, and I was like, let's smoke a cigarette. Like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> like, like, my energy went through the roof. Um, but that was Friday, and that was also the Junji Ito day. No, that was Thursday. Fuck, everything was a blur. It was um, a blur. And then the, th- the thing that was, and I don't want to sound like we're poo-pooing it, because it was ultimately, like, come Sunday, when I was able to like really walk the floor, like I talked to Daniel Daniel Danger for like 15, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. talked to him all about Funko. Um, he's that artist that you're a huge fan of. Totally. Yeah. Um, so uh, once I was able to walk around the floor, talk to people, I ran into Carlos, you know, shouts out Angry Bananas. Um, had a really good, I had like a 30 minute conversation with Garrett from Mega 64. Um, so like it was just, it, what the hell is that? What is that? Is that coming from you or me? I don't know. What is that? That was weird. What was that? I still hear it. What is that? <laughs> like, it's like boom, 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 boom. Like, I'm not doing anything. I. The base, right? Yeah. Is, is, do you have a neighbor who's like... Yeah, I think it's on the other side of this wall, which I've never heard anything coming <laughs> from there before. Yo, like... <laughs> I hope that comes up on the recording, because otherwise we're going to sound like Mad Men. Like it's not coming from any of my speakers, is it? Like downstairs or anything? No, I... I... No, nothing's playing. It's it, it. It reminds me of when I lived at the airport across from the rifle range, and you would just hear gunshots in the background of our recordings or airplanes taking <laughs> off. Um, 
what were we? Oh yeah, so like I talked with Garrett from Mega sixty four for uh, like forty five minutes. So like Sunday was a phenomenal day, and mm-hmm. it was worth the price of admission. Um, and we did get to do some stuff that was like you know, people don't get to do this like every every time. But I think we've been spoiled in previous years when you know the economy has been really really good, and these companies and there hasn't been strikes, and these companies get to do a lot of really fun stuff. Um, and there was an excessive, there was an excessive amount of like free hip hop people this year. Oh, way yeah. more, way yeah. more. Um, I saw people is, getting free hip hop. It's like, you which, saw that really aggressive one. Oh yeah. So if anyone doesn't know, like free hip hop, someone on the street will come up and hand you a CD and they'll go, Hey, free hip hop. And, and they're like, Oh sure. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, why don't you give me a donation? And you're like, what? Like. What? But so they you... won't say anything like that until you've grabbed it already, which you're like probably just doing to be polite. Yeah. Um, and it's and especially like in an insanely busy area like this, when people are like handing flyers, you know, handing out. out like flyers or coupons or like like random swag shit. And so you're just like you don't even think about it. You just move. Um, I even saw someone doing like the free hip hop, but they were just like they were saying like drink 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 and so like like as though they're handing like a drink coupon or something like that and i was yeah. like that fucking genius um and then and then you try to give it back and they won't take it back like you have to like struggle to get them to take it back uh, and uh, yeah. then they ask for a donation or a tip and then if you say like i think it ha- the the free hip-hop like meme years ago you jonathan and i were on hollywood boulevard this was like 2017 2016 maybe and someone uh and i i I know, like, no, <laughs> no, nothing's fucking free. And I'm all. just like awkward and polite. Yeah. And so the guy hands you like free hip hop and you're like, I thought it was. And then he asked for money. You're like, I thought it was free. And then he's like, no, man, you need to free the hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but there is, there was an exorbitant amount. I've never, I've never been free hip hopped at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this year it was just, er- and there was also like kids walking around, like selling uh, oh, chocolate, the chocolate bars. bars. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, the the night where like we got stuck behind the train and I my dogs were barking and I was just destitute and we find that pizza like every restaurant was closed. We find the pizza place and that's where the guy like handed me like drink, drink ticket, mm-hmm, drink mm-hmm. coupon. And I look down and all I all I see is a hand holding a CD and I go, I don't like music, man. <laughs> and he's like, then you don't like life. And I'm like, you got me. Uh but the the thing that like sealed the deal of like I want to go home was the jury duty party. <laughs> yeah. Which was it was it was, hey, RSVP, we'll get you in the priority line. You like you get to go in. This is an open to the public event, but get a ticket, we'll let you in. And so I, you know, I put on long pants, I put on like a um, a button-up shirt, like I we put ourselves together. And you, you have to be, you, the individual, Derek, schedule your shit down to the minute. I think at one point, <laughs> I think at one point we were, uh, you, Matt, and I were in the hotel room and getting ready to go. And I had just rinsed a few things out. And I said like, hey, do you want to go? And you look at me you're like, we don't have to leave for four minutes. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like holy shit <laughs> like four minutes that exact yeah so relax a bit you know <laughs> yeah so um so we're sprinting to this venue which was on the other side of the baseball field 
was pretty far away. And we get there and this, the priority line was like wrapped <laughs> around. It was like, it wrapped around itself a couple of times, but it was probably two blocks long. Mm-hmm. And, and this was before, like, it, I think it was, this was still about like 20 minutes before doors. it opened, before it started. And of yeah. course, so naturally I'm like, we have, we'll have priority passes getting there 20 minutes early. We should get in like at open, no problem. And like we, uh, and then we realized, oh, everybody had priority passes. It did, it did seem that way. Yes, yes. Um, and then because it was like free food and free booze and stuff, um, and we at nine twenty we were we had it moved, and I was like, I'm done. I am <laughs> I am done. There was like a bunch of bunch of people on um, bikes, like doing bike tricks. It was it looked like a big bicycle gang, and they were like. It was just loud and there was like cars like screaming by and it was just like, I was like, dude, I want to go. I want to go home. And uh, we bought some food at the 7-Eleven and then we go back to the hotel and Matt comes down to have some fro fro froyo with us. There's a frozen yogurt, ice, ice creamery, which back before the pandemic. You could, oh, it like, sucks now. Yeah, you could like get a cup and put whatever you want in it and just like go ham like a salad which is bar. like like you put a yeah like and you put like a bit of frozen yogurt but then you're like oh i want like one gummy worm and i want like a couple gummy bears and i want like a bunch of reese's like reese's peas like you just get to choose this shit right but now it's just like now it's like a subway it goes from salad bar to subway but it, no it's not because subway you can be like you can still be like oh i want everything or i want like more of this but like it was like you paid for like a medium which is a certain size and then it's like includes three toppings and so so you have no agency yeah yeah like (laughs) and and then like typically they would weigh it and then charge you by the pound so yeah so it like doesn't matter like it doesn't matter how much you take because you're just gonna pay more for it where um you know and it didn't even seem like they were stingy with the toppings like there was so much fuck but i was like i don't want this fucking much butterfinger like i just wanted a little bit of butterfinger yeah um but you've taken that option away from me yeah uh, it was uh and we told matt they're like oh yeah it's no longer self-serve and he and he's just like what the fuck <laughs> but we were, we were walking back to the hotel um and i just hear a cacophony of music like loud music and, and it sounded like hip-hop and we just heard the sub bass and um i was like do you want to go check it out and you were you were fried too you were done like overstimulated like you oh were just, for sure like it was hot it was muggy uh, like we were waiting in line and it was which just, i think like most of the weekend i just most of the week i just felt like that like it was like the hardest trip down i think that i've experienced yeah and actually after this event the next morning like you met me at a, a, a hidden spot restaurant, which was on a dock, and I got the most depressing <laughs> photo of you. Oh my god, you did, yeah. And um, <laughs> and I had been sitting like, and that was like I didn't intend to go there or anything. It was like I guess I'll go. Like this is my last day because I was skipping Sunday this year. This is my last day. I'll like go hit the floor and I actually walk around because aside from, uh, like aside from preview night when I like went and basically ran to the booths that I wanted to bu- purchase a couple things from like Daniel danger. Um, I like didn't want to spend any time on the floor cause the floor is fucking awful. And uh, so I was like, I'll go walk around the floor for a bit. Uh, you know, see what, see what I missed. Like, it's like, see if there's anything else cool, that sort of thing. And then as like, soon as I got into like the swath of people, I was like, I cannot do this. And then I was like, I'm going to like, what's down this way. And so um, 
uh, yeah, I ended up like in front of the water where there's just a bunch of people like fishing off the dock. And I feel like I sat there for like two hours or something like, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And uh, I took like a depressing 16 by nine <laughs> photo of you. And I think that that'll be the album art. <laughs> I think it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so we're walking back to the hotel, going to get Froyo with Matt. Like I'm dejected and done. Um, you are, and I hear all this loud music and I'm like, do you want to go check it out? And you're like, nope, nope, I'm done. Like whatever. And I was like, fair enough. Like, like no, no jock on you at all. I was like, okay, like I get it. And we're sitting there and you and Matt are talking and I'm just like scrolling on Instagram. And there's a, there's somebody that I follow who's from Alaska. Um, and I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, but like I just saw his stories and he had a photo of it was just a DJ stage and it was just, it just said flying Lotus and like a giant led wall. And I was like, damn, that guy's lucky. He's at a flying Lotus concert. <laughs> and I put my phone down and then I was like, wait a second. The adult swim pavilion is right over that direction. Cause I thought the concert was at the, um, the amphitheater that they built a couple oh, years ago. Yes, yes, yes. And I was like, wait a second. The amphitheater is over there, but also the Adult Swim outdoor pavilions there, and they had a big ass stage. And Flying Lotus got his big break on Adult Swim. Check out our Adult Swim 20th anniversary retrospective, where I touch on that at Geekscape TV on YouTube. And I was like, I, I look up to you guys, like, yo, I think that's Flying Lotus over there. And you two look at me like, who the fuck's Flying Lotus? <laughs> and then. Uh, we go to go upstairs. I was like, yo, I'm going to go, I'm going to go see, check out flying Lotus. And I get there and it's fucking flying Lotus. And it's just a wall of base lights. And I'm like, this is amazing. And like all my endorphins and like oxytocin or talk, you know, all the good juice in my brain, like what started flowing. I was like, yo, this is great. And I go to like walk in and like, yeah, we're not letting anyone in. And I saw him play two songs (laughs) and I was like, I'm going home. I'm going back to Alaska. <laughs> like, fuck this. Like, I, I I tried to find... There was an anime rave by Senpai Squad the next night, but it was just like... I was I was fried. So the following morning after the Jury Duty Flying Lotus debacle is the great photo of you. So, um... But I, I, I don't want to say, like, this was a rough trip. It was rough. There was a lot of mismanagement. There was a lot of stuff that wasn't there. Um, we almost got kicked off the show floor for, uh, Jonathan almost got us kicked off the show floor for arguing with, uh, and you're muted by the way, uh, bigly muted, um, got us kicked off the show floor for, he was roasting people in line for Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> um, but w- we made up, we made up for it. Um, Matt cleared the air and got, <laughs> got Konami and Yu-Gi-Oh! as our friends again. Um, but yeah, Sunday was it. Sunday was worth the price of admission. Uh, hanging You're out like, Derek's gone. We can have fun now. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, I almost, um, I bought, I cracked. So my, uh, you know, um, I'm unemployed. Um, <laughs> if you listen to the episode with Logan and I, I didn't get the job. We fucking jinxed me. <laughs> so, um, um, so I had a rule of like, I'm not buying anything. And then on Sunday, I'm just wandering around. And I come across uh, the Cotabakia booth, and they had two of the limited edition My Little Pony Bishojo series figures, uh, Rarity and Fluttershy. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I couldn't remember if I had limited edition Rarity or the regular one. 
Mm. So I called my dad, uh, who lives with me, and I was like, Dad, this is going to sound really weird. And I'm on the show floor right in front of the booth. Hey, I need you to go upstairs with my bookcase, and there's two <laughs> My Little Pony figurines. I need you to tell me which ones they are. And listening to my dad go, Koto, Bukia, Basho, Jow, My Little Pony, Rarity, uh, Pinkie Pie. And you hear my dad say, like, well, I think the Pinkie Pie is the limited edition one. And I was like, okay, cool. You answered it. <laughs> and then I bought the figures and um, they were all, it's a Japanese company and mm-hmm. they're all um, uh, Japanese foreign nationals that were working the booth. Like, And they, they all did the like, um, like they all in unison were like, Arigatasan! and like all bowed and all like four or five of them at once after I made the purchase. And I was like, this is charming. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> like, I should buy more just so I can see this again. <laughs> yeah. And then. Um, how, how much do those figures run? Um, they were 30% off. So typically a hundred bucks even. Mm-hmm. I got two of them for 150. Nice. Nice. Uh, I almost bought the Optimus Prime Dark uh, uh, Bishoju statue, but that was 150. And yeah. so I, cr- I cracked and then I, br- I cracked the seal. Um, and, uh, <laughs> actually, all bets were off. yeah, all bets were off. Actually, um, we're going to, I'm going to run downstairs. We're going to, okay. pa- we're going to don't hit pause. Don't touch it. Don't, don't but, tell me to pause unless you want oh, me to pause it. I want to show you the two other things that I got okay, that were right. like, hold on. When you were not in the room, just like, and I'm watching just this like camera feed and it's like fuzzy and grainy. <laughs> it felt like I was watching that fucking skin of Marink movie. <laughs> So I had bought, um, this is before I bought anything, but uh, I ended up going back outside to see uh, Josh and Megan. They went to the uh, Funimation's outdoor stuff, and I saw a guy with a mouse pad, <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> like just on, like on the street or like at a... He was outside of the Hall H stuff, and um, I saw the mouse pad, mm-hmm. and oh, it comes with stickers. <laughs> oh, this is a... Man, this is a heat transfer vinyl. They fucking ripped me off with how expensive this was. Whatever. And I was like, yo, where'd you get that mouse pad? And they're like, oh, it's it's at that this row. And I found the row. And I was like, hell yeah, I need to get this mouse pad. Oh my god. <laughs> so describe for the uh I mean, if you were to Google like Rule Thirty Four, Princess Peach, and uh, uh... no, it's Bowsette and Boozette. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. So it's a titties out mouse pad of Bowsette. They're allowed to sell that on the floor. They had checked my. They checked my ID. And someone else was carrying that around to the point where you could see it. Well, no, he took it out and was like looking at it. I was like, Yo, where'd you get that? I want that. Um, and then, uh, the guy checked my idea. I was like, I'm 34. I'm too old to be buying hentai. And, he, <laughs> and then he goes, you're never too old for hentai. Oh my God. Um, and, and then like, I, that's, you're like, that's my new life mantra. <laughs> and then I got this t-shirt. <laughs> Chill. Oh my gosh. So that's yeah. like, like that's, uh, a bit like less extreme than some of the shirts I saw you wear this week. So what? <laughs> No, but oh, dude, it's got stickers. This is going on my laptop. Look at that. I'm DJing tomorrow. New stickers for the laptop. <laughs> hell yeah. So check out uh, what the hell are these people? Sakimi. 
uh, Haiki Sakimi. Check them out. Bringing art and style under the roof. We aim to provide you the spiciest designs to your closet. 100% NSFW. 100% satisfaction. 100% cotton. <laughs> Did... Uh... Oh, that was for the shirt. For the yeah. mouse pad, do you think that was their art, or do you think they just took that art and put it on a mouse pad? They all had, um, they were selling dozens of posters, mm. like titties out or just like uh, lewd. And they're all a, a similar art style. So I don't know. Um, everything was drawn similarly. Mm-hmm. So either they were bootlegging it or hired someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, so I blew my, I, I like blew my budget. I'm like, all right. Not like I broke my I broke the seal. Mm-hmm. I actually ended up buying some I bought some stuff for my girlfriend, mm-hmm. some stickers. Uh, uh, and then I found the J list booth. So I bought a hentai comic. Yep. Um, a uh, a Mexican guy in a luchador mask like was like, yeah, I was over at J list. And I was like, I've been trying to find them. I, I need to buy some hentai. He's like, yo, they're right over there. Go buy some doujin. <laughs> like he was super stoked that I was going to go buy hentai, like really stoked. <laughs> um, so. We ended up, uh, Josh, Megan, and I ended up going and we stumbled across the limited run games booth. Mm-hmm. And, I walked by that. And they um, they had the Comic-Con exclusive Blade, Blade Runner, Runner. Yeah. In the VHS case. And um, if you listen to the last like full episode with Logan and I, we talk bigly about limited run games and how they're them. And, but I uh, didn't care because they were because it was right in front of me. Well, like it was like eighty bucks, and like I already own the game on GOG, and I was like, uh, like I can't justify it. I can't afford it. And then Josh was like, "Well, I can get it for you. You can pay me back whenever." <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, what? What?" And I was like, "Nah, dude. I I I have the game." Then come to find out, like I uh, there was a we'll talk about this when we do our regular recording. There's a new Blade Runner game coming out from mm. Perna, and I like I was stoked about it. And I told my dad uh, about like the Blade Runner um, adventure game that I'm like big fan of. And I did some research, and this enhanced edition that came out, like for one, fuck limited run games, but also fuck Night Dive Studios. They did some shisty, like gross shit. Really. And, and if you look at the reviews on GOG for Blade Runner and then the Blade Runner Enhanced Edition, like the other one's like five out of five stars. And then the Enhanced Edition from Night Dive is 1.8. Really? Stars. Like it's bad, but we'll talk about it in detail. But um, yeah. And then the only other thing of note was um, I made my first complaint to an airline's. Oh shit! Uh, Alaska Airlines. Oh, was, I saw your picture. Was an absolute. It was like riding the L.A. Metro bus. This plane was fucking filthy. Both planes. The second plane was much cleaner, but it was still filthy. Like the air vents had dirt and grime. It, it looked like the like the weird gray gunk that you get on a xbox 360 controller was all over the air vents there was <laughs> dust there was dirt I, I don't know how dirt gets on a ceiling uh the paint was chipping off there was like puke all over my tray table the back of the plane smelled like piss um it was just like i was like dude uh I, and i filled out the complaint form and i was like hey i'm not trying to get Is it a paper form or like a form on the internet uh, uh it was on like Ala- it was like alaska li- alaska air listens.com <laughs> and 
and I filled this stuff out. I was like, like, maybe you should listen less and clean more. Yeah. And I, I said like, Hey, I'm not looking for any remediation. Like I don't want anything out of this. I just want you to clean your planes mm-hmm. because when I flew to PAX earlier this year, I had noticed like, man, this plane's a little dirty. Yeah. It must be a fluke. Nah, dude, <laughs> the, the, like these two planes were gross. The armrest was sticky. I then moved to another aisle cause I had, I sat down in the wrong seat and that armrest was sticky. That's gross. And it, like, it wasn't my arms. It was just, it was bad. It was bad. I was also on an Alaska flight on my way back. And I also noticed that it was dirty. It wasn't as dirty as that. Um, but also that was my first time because I'm a, a tall person. Uh, that was my first time in like a middle seat <laughs> because I always like try to book the aisle seat because then which which t- after talking to Matt, I think I might try the window seat next because I don't usually have to pee, but I have like very broad shoulders. So whenever anyone walks by me, like they're bumping my shoulders. And so if I could just like press also- into the window seat, that would be great. What, what just happened? What happened? Uh, I accidentally tapped my space bar a little bit and it muted me. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just uh, the last thing I heard was like bumping my shoulders. Yeah. Any because I'm, I've got very broad shoulders too. anyone that's walking in the aisle is bumping me. Um, and, and so also if, that like under uh, on the aisle row, at least on Alaska Airlines, the like. Under oh, yes, it's seat. small. It's very it's small. small. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so I might try the window seat. But anyway, this was my first time in uh, a middle seat. Uh, and it was just like, I was like, well, I guess I'm not playing Steam Deck on this flight. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I should have brought the other handheld because at least if my hands were like compressed together, it would have, I would have been that, able to hold it. That was weird because like uh, on the the Seattle to Anchorage flight, uh, I pulled out the Steam Deck and was playing Callisto. And like, I had to like rotate. Mm-hmm. That thing is <laughs> it's, wide. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not I was, very plane friendly. Although like, I, I, played was, it, I played it on the whole way down and it was fine. Um Aside from whenever anyone bumped me when they were walking down the aisle, but and uh, uh, also Callisto Protocol in public, <laughs> like it's uh, watching, a bit violent. Yeah, watching the the guy get fucking eviscerated. I was like, mm, mm-hmm. 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 Well, yeah, yeah, like I'm next to like a grizzled old old dude. Um, but you, I, left... I mean, it probably went great with your snowball shirt. I, I was wearing, I was wearing a Mega sixty four shirt. Uh, okay, all right, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I flew down there. I was wearing, I, I was wearing a, a shirt of two anime girls that were like making out like little with like spit trails going between their mouths. And I, like, I was getting ready to leave Alaska. I was like, Oh, do I put on a suit? Cause I like to dress up like when, uh, I'm flying and traveling because people treat you better. And also it's kind of a big deal. Like you're going through the air, you're <laughs> defeating physics or you're abusing physics and, mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's a luxury that, uh, you know, people in America and like the Western civilized world get to. So it's like a big deal. Um, but this was the first time in a very long time that I didn't fly in a suit. And I, my girlfriend's like, yeah, just get on the plane. Get on the plane. You'll be good. And I don't know if she was pranking me, <laughs> but like I was, I got through security and I helped an old woman with her bags. And she's like, oh, thank you. And then she looks at my shirt and goes, Ugh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> But um, so yeah, you left. This is your you left the morning Sunday morning. Yeah, in the yeah. middle middle of the night, six a.m. Yeah. Where did you go? To the airport. To uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I had also oh also you were trying to you were trying to book a lift, and you and like oh my tra- god you were trying to pre book a lift. You're like 
it's $150. Like it was $150. I can't believe it. And like, I'm uh, just gonna have to wing it and try in the morning. Like they charge so much if you want to pre-book it. Yeah. And you said the most absurd thing ever. You're like, I'll just have the front desk call me a cab. (laughs) It was like the most like, "Mm, you do, you do it for me. I won't look up San Diego yellow cab. Like you do it for me. Um, And that like, that moved Matt's needle because we talked about it on the main show about like, he's like, yeah, I can't believe Derek was like, mm, I'll have the concierge call me a ca- call- <laughs> order me a car. I, that's just what hotels do. Yeah, but it was just like, like the, you the, have been on your yeah, phone. Yeah, I mean, I realize that now. The image that was in my head was that I'm already downstairs and I'm like looking to book a, a Lyft or an Uber and neither of them are popping up or the wait time is too long. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, Garcon, <laughs> like, can, can you please call me a cab? Uh, but yeah, then I realized that uh, I'm like a right we were, before bed, we were, right before we, bed. I you went, were looking again and we were lying in bed and I look over. Oh and yeah. Have, you noticed it. I still didn't even notice it. Yeah. You had the lift map open and I was like, dude, that's a real like that map is zoomed out. That's a really <laughs> long like travel route, like the purple line on the map. And I said, "Hey, why does it say Los Angeles?" <laughs> and you were trying to book a flight to LAX. Yeah, yeah. And so I had put and then and it was like in that morning when I was like, I can't do this. It was because I had put LAX in, and then in the evening when I went to tr- look again, just in case, I was just tapping the like previously looked at place because obviously it was the correct one uh but it was it was lax so and then we and then we were like yo that's a pretty good deal for it <laughs> right like <laughs> that's a pretty yeah. good deal for one way to lax yeah yeah it didn't seem too bad um yeah i i had uh jumped out of the convention early this year which i had planned sort of months ago um almost before i think possibly before I knew I was coming to San Diego. It was like, if it happens, it would, I, I would have to leave early uh, because uh, naturally it coincided with the uh, <laughs> right thing. You got a coupon? Coincide, coupon coincided with what? Uh, it coincided with uh, my like favorite musical artist being in Seattle. Uh, and so my goal was to fly to Seattle in hope, like, because I'll have tickets and I'll be able to see the show. Uh, and then you were, uh, there was, there was like a, a multi-hour period where like tickets for Taylor Swift drop at 4 PM and you and Michaela were like, like double teaming Ticketmaster and like refreshing. And you had, yeah, yeah. you had your phone sending you tweet <laughs> notifications and you had your watch connected to discord mm-hmm, and you were looking mm-hmm. at Facebook groups. Like you looked like a goddamn crypto day trader. <laughs> that, <laughs> and, that might be easier. That might be easier to do than to get fucking Taylor Swift tickets. You were looking like. on Craigslist and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, and so when flew- I planned all of this, when I planned all of this, it I, like, I don't think that, I had the entire knowledge that it would be like the hardest thing to get tickets for, like maybe ever sort of thing. And uh, uh, so I flew, you know, and, and before I went down, Michaela and I had sort of discussed it because like, you know, it was like, we will either get tickets in the last minute drops because we didn't in the 10 day before drop. uh, And which is something that's only happened for this tour. uh, And we just kept getting locked out every step of the way. And, and it seems like they, change the way these drops happen every week and and uh you you were telling matt and i in the pool like it would have been more affordable for me to fly to europe because they have 
price uh like mm. caps on tickets yeah. yeah there's a lot of there's there's far more consumer protections in regards to like resale and stuff like that and and basically rules that you can't post them uh for more than face value um or they even have like these lead booker rules where the basically whoever i don't know there's there's data on who booked these tickets and that person has to be there and show id for you to be able to get in sort of thing so it's it, it's a completely different experience it sounds like uh but uh yeah, we had chatted and it was like either we'll get be successful in the drop, hopefully, or we'll we'll be able to hopefully get tickets from one of these like connecting fans with other fans that have extra tickets groups sort of thing. Uh, or we will like tailgate outside of the arena, which is something I've never seen for concerts before. But uh, for this tour has been like, you know, she's selling out these giant stadiums and and outside there'll be 20 to 30,000 people that like couldn't get in and they're just there like listening from outside cuz they're all open air uh open air arenas for this tour. So when I at that point I I felt like I was okay with that and then we got to Seattle and parked the car and uh you know well Mikhail picked me up from the airport parked the car yeah she drove down from Vancouver uh, yeah she drove down to pick me up uh and like on the plane it was like insane like it was probably like they you know the, when they're when the the person at the gate is like naming the zones they use letters not numbers and so you know they're like the next zone we'll be boarding is e e e for enchanted like like which is taylor swift song like oh okay. uh, you know and it she kind of said it in this like coy way and then when i'm getting on the plane like there's a bunch of people in taylor swift march already and then i sit but in the middle of, of these two people who don't know each other and were they women they were women yeah yeah <laughs> Um, uh so i'm sitting in the middle and i like i hadn't put headphones on yet i i've I've started needing to like i don't know (laughs) i've started to get very uncomfortable on planes so the headphones like really help uh they don't stop the intense visions and fears of the plane ripping apart but uh uh you know that's another story for another day but um you know, I'm just sitting there at this point, And then the person beside me, I can see them. They're on like TikTok or Instagram or something. And I can see them watching Taylor Swift videos. And then so I'm like, oh, that person's definitely going for that. And then at some point, I think she hits that like she hits something and it unmutes for a second and like a second of a song plays. And then the person on the other side of me is like, oh, are you guys going to the show? And, you know, I'm like, well, like, maybe I hope so. Like, I don't have tickets yet. And then we kind of start talking for a minute and she's you were like, talking to strangers on an airplane. I mean, she talked to me first so, <laughs> and it was a shared interest. So, you know, I had the ability to, um, you know, she's like, I'm like, yeah, like it's been really hard to get tickets and the resale market's just insane. Uh, you know, like at this point I was like, you know, they released the like obstructed seats yesterday, which I tried to get and I couldn't. And, and now these obstructed seats that sold for $50, they're now a thousand dollars on the resale site. So like, it's insanely expensive to get in. And she's like, well, I went to the show in Arizona already and, (laughs) and (laughs) like, right. And, and, you know, like there'll be more money. It's worth it. I can tell you it's worth it. I'm going again. It's worth it. I was like, you're going like, you went to Arizona, you're going again. And she's like, yeah, like I, I went, we live there. So I was able to go. We're actually on a vacation. My, like my family's on a vacation here. And one of my friends who lives in Seattle said that a ticket popped up. Do you want, do you want to come? And I said, fuck you, husband. You can watch the kids for the day. And I flew, I'm flying to Seattle. So um, yeah. And then the other person, the person on the other side was like, 
there. She had never been to Seattle before. She was on like a business trip from Japan and took the weekend to to go to to see the show essentially. And you know, and then at some point, like three rows back, I can hear like Taylor Swift music playing and and you, like what the little conversations you hear across the plane. Like I'm like this like this plane feels like it, half of the people are going to the show and. Um, I had I had seen a meme that got pulled off of Instagram where it was like a a plane in Colorado that was delayed, and every single person on this plane was going to see Taylor Swift somewhere, and they all had their phones out and they were like singing along. <laughs> and like, it was like it was it was a, a full like double triple seated, which I guess there are no like uh, asymmetric planes anymore. But it was like a seven eighty seven eight hundred full of like T Swift women. And they had, they were like, they had their lights on on their phone and they were all singing. Yeah. And then the video cuts to the second plane hitting the World Trade Center. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the video I was trying to find. I was like, oh, yes, yes. I I have a meme that can explain everything. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, so you get to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. We get Seattle. We drive to find the parking that I had pre booked. Um, (laughs) What? What? (laughs) You pre booked? parking yeah because the city's is gonna be busier than ever and i only had to pay ten dollars for parking because i pre-booked it and i pre-booked we don't have to leave for four minutes (laughs) shut the fuck (laughs) you know you know what's great knowing the exact time you need to leave to get somewhere at the appropriate time or to know that you have parking waiting for you when you get to seattle and that parking garage what we've done started doing is for big events like this you park approximately a 20 minute walk away from the arena because that the time you'll take to walk to the car the crowd will clear out and you'll have an easier journey like getting to where you need to go then like like there's been times where we've booked at the like arena garage sort of thing and then it's an hour and a half later and you're still trying to get out of the parkade because it's just such a mess so we booked it we booked it a 20 minute walk away we booked it it's three blocks from the entrance to the i5 so we can get right on the i5 afterwards you got to think about these things, Shane. You got to think about these things. And it cost $10 uh, instead of the, like, as you got closer, even like pretty far away from the arena, it was like event parking, $60 US, $80 US, $120 US I saw a sign for. Uh, so, so so anyway, we park literally in that parking garage. There's like cars that have Taylor Swift lyrics like written on the windows and stuff. And like, we're going to the Eras tour. And I was like, man, this is like a fucking thing. This is an event. As we get closer, like it basically feels like Comic Con, but it like it's but it probably like smells a lot better than Comic Con. Um, it probably the, I don't know Comic Con smelled better than my fucking plane. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like everyone's in like specific costumes. There's this like big thing happening in this tour where everyone. Uh, like so many of the people that go make like friendship bracelets that have like Taylor Swift lyrics just, on it, and that's then... just ripped off from ravers and rave mm-hmm. candy. So I'm sorry, T Swift fans, not an original. <laughs> and bone so, anybody. so they trade. You know, you trade the friendship bracelets like throughout the show, and people have got like a hundred on their arms and like bags full, and they're giving them out to people and everything. Uh, all of the like restaurants and coffee shops in the area, like they're like chalkboards outside have like lyrics on them or they've got like themed drinks and stuff. So it sounds like it was Comic-Con. Like we have restaurants in San Diego that yeah, like put yeah, out Comic-Con yeah. menus. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and like, maybe there's so many tr- people, maybe it's that, true. She is going to save the economy. <laughs> there's so many people dressed up. Um, like, like at least I would say at least half are in like specific outfits, like based off of music video outfits or concert outfits, like, like outfits that Taylor Swift wears, that sort of thing. 
there's like religious protesters outside, uh, which there was only a couple. There was there was only a couple at Comic Con this year. There was more at at this Taylor Swift show than there there were at Comic Con this year. Mm. There's like it just goes to show you what is uh, what (laughs) what a vengeful god is worried about. Um, there's, there's like, I saw, I saw a religious zealot on uh telegram said like Taylor Swift's, uh, resurrection tour or whatever it's called, like era tour. Um, she's doing <laughs> resurrection tour. <laughs> she's doing witchcraft. And they showed a scene where like the visuals were like, like woods. And yeah, was, like, yeah she's got some, some scenes in the woods and she was like doing a ritual or like witchcraft. Mm. And I was like, mm, man, this is a bad look for Catholicism. <laughs> um you you know there's like a dude sitting outside in like a like a a camping chair and he's got a sign that says trying to find tickets for my daughter like like it's fucking wild um you sent a photo of a a, there was a guy with a like you're gonna burn in hell and then there was a guy next to him which i felt like i felt like given the venue the guy that was protesting the religious zealot was had the worst sign because it said um uh, what did it say like uh, i'm gonna stop you for a minute but this guy has the worst sign ever and it was the kanye west Mm -hmm. taylor swift incident and i thought hmm (laughs) um i think that that is gonna be like one of the mm, man i know you're trying to like like, mm, like you thought it wouldn't be popular because it definitely was very popular. Oh, it was? And like, yeah, like okay. constantly people are going up and like asking to take a picture with the sign and like so they okay. could hold the okay. sign and point like it was it worked out. OK. All right. uh, yeah. And so so it was a wild event. We didn't have tickets at that point. We were sitting in a co- we went and sat in a coffee shop uh, and at that like uh, I'm scouring the resale markets to see if anything that's like not insane pops up because paying a thousand dollars for an obstructed view of nosebleed seat sounds god awful um and then at some point like some like less insanely priced floor seats pop up uh for the show and like like i i have done a i've done i've significantly don't look at the stuff behind me, but I've significantly improved my impulsiveness uh, over the past like year and a half. Um, I still have my moments, thus the pinball machine and, and, and the stuff two like pinball that. machines behind you. No, there's a pinball machine and an arcade machine. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I got to be accurate. Be you, accurate. You had uh, I saw Instagram reels from the venue up people that were like sitting like duct taped to the ceiling. You sent mm. a photo. I feel like you could have spit on Taylor Swift. How much? Oh, it wasn't that close. It wasn't that close. How much were the two tickets? So, well, anyway, so the story, like, like some that aren't as crazily priced pop up and, uh, you know, the impulsiveness hits, which like, where Michaela, was like I, Michaela was like, I knew this was going to happen. Like, cause like, you know, there'll be times where I'm like, I don't need that, you know, this game or this console or this thing. Like, it's fine. I don't, I understand. How many handhelds did you buy the last couple of months? Yeah. But that was like, you know, that's a story for a different time, but that was like filling different needs and getting down the path to like figuring Got out it. the perfect one it. It being the steam deck. Um, so how much were these tickets anyway? So like, uh, the, 
they, they pop up and I, I'm like, wow, those are like the cheapest tickets I've seen in a while. They're on the floor. That's right in like the center floor area. So like the view should be really good. I'm just going to do it. And Michaela's like, no, like we got to talk about it. I was like, they're not going to like, there's these, there's only two. They're not going to last. I got to, and I'm like, as she's like, oh no, we have to talk about it. I'm like hitting the Apple pay button. And like you Apple paid somebody. No, like Apple pay on like the site. What was like, the site? Was it Ticketmaster? Like pick. Like they take like a lot of Sub, retailers. Take, hub. Yeah, yeah. Like one of those type of things. So how much um, were the two tickets? I'm just, I'm still telling the story, man. You know? Okay. So, so how much were the fees? <laughs> so TickPick doesn't actually charge fees, which just means that they're baked into the cost that you see, basically, right? <laughs> um, but you feel better about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, mm-hmm. The so then I'm like, it, it goes through. Um, it like hangs for a minute. I'm like, oh, someone probably got them first. Thank God, that's probably for the best. That was a stupid <laughs> decision. Uh, and then it's like, it's like, it's like, way to go! You got the tickets or something. And I'm like, fuck, like that. What the fuck did I just do? And Michaela's oh just like, what? Like, what? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just need to, like, I'm like, I just need you to understand that was like an intense moment of impulse, impulsiveness. And immediately I feel like the biggest idiot and I regret it. And like, so we're just kind of sitting there like baffled for a minute. And then she's had like, she started at this point. Had she? Oh, no, no. This was like before doors even opened sort of thing. Okay. Okay. Um <clears throat> Uh, and then she's like, why don't we go somewhere that's not so busy? Like we're and cry about it shop, and we'll like talk about it. <laughs> and so we go like sit on these steps for what's probably like an hour. Wait, wait, if you are going to tell me the price or you don't want it on the air, just hold your receipt up. I'll read it to myself if you don't want it on the air, but I have to know how much you paid for these <laughs> okay. two tickets. Okay. All right. Um, <sighs> I just feel like you might not look at me in the same way again. And Bro. <laughs> anyway, like we'll get, th- we'll get through think, the story first. We'll I get think, through the story I think first. my outlook, my opinion of you changed drastically when you looked at me with all sincerity. We don't have to leave for four more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that that was like getting hit with a fucking flashbang. I was like, oh my God, he's a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> Uh, yeah, so then we go to like we go and like sit on these steps and like talk about like what we should do. How are we going to pay for the car? <laughs> and you know, yeah, like what we should do if we should keep them, if we should get rid of them. Because I'm like they were like a decent deal, to, like respectively, depend like based on how how things are going and how things are looking. I'm sure I'll be able to get rid of them really quickly. And through this conversation, it seems like she's getting more into it and I'm getting less into it. And she's like, well, you did it. So like you make the decision and I'm like, we should get rid of them. Um, And so she's like, okay, like that's fine. And then I start, you know, talking with the appropriate parties in terms of getting them posted again. Uh, And, you know, as we do this, we're like walking back towards the arena because we'd kind of walked out because it's so congested that your cell phone doesn't work sort of thing. So we had to like, stay out of the area kind of so that we could look at tickets and then, and then deal with this. And, uh, and then we are like heading back into the area and a couple of Michaela's nursing friends, uh, like coworkers and friends were going to the show. And, and so we were going to like meet up with them and, you know, we said, hi, they, they showed up, we said hi and stuff. They're like, did you get tickets yet? And Michaela like kind of started explaining and um, I don't know. And then like, it seemed like in like two seconds they were like, 
it's just money. You can have like this, you can have this stat day shift that I'm working. I don't need it anymore. You can take it because uh, nurses make bank on stat days. Uh, you can have this shift and like you have to go. Like when it, you literally, you're literally here standing outside the arena. You literally have the tickets. You have to go. And then Michaela's like, okay. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess we're going. Uh, and then we went to the show and it was the best thing that I've ever seen in my whole life. And I don't know. It was like, it was like we both the openers are like bands that I actually listen to. So to get to see them first was really cool. And then it's such a long concert. Don't ask it. It's such a long concert, like, like four or five hours, right? Well, like she plays for like three and a half hours. So she's been playing for like an hour and a half. And I like lean over to Michaela. I'm like, she's still going to play for two more hours. Like, holy shit. This is amazing. How does she do it? Is it all the, <laughs> is it all the, it's just, she's the like, adrenochrome and the Satanism? Right? It's gotta be, it's gotta be. <laughs> Um, and they're like, there's like costume changes, like what seems like every 45 seconds and there's fireworks and there's so many like dancers and like, it's such a big spectacle. And, and there's like a, this diamond giant diamond in the center of the stage and it like lifts up at different times. So she's like suspended up and like the stage, it goes almost all the way across the floor. So like she does different things at different points of the stage. And so everyone gets like a spectacular view at different points of the show. And, um, yeah, it was like really like, oh, and like the whole, you know, it's like 75,000 people in there and, and like, it really seems like the vast majority of them are like belting along to every word of every song. Um, but yet the audio is still like, you can hear it perfectly. So it just like adds to the ambience and they do this. They, she's done it for years, but they give you these like light up bracelets. Uh, and so you like pull the tab when the show starts and, and it's like in sync to, uh, the music and so there's at times there's like different and actually the, the technology behind these wristbands uh, is pretty fascinating because there's yeah. a lot of concerts where they'll give you the light up wristband yeah yeah but this these are they um they use uh, a type of oh god i don't want to say sonar but they have things mm. in the ceiling that will yeah, I wondered uh, if it was like an eye beacon type thing. Yeah, it's where yeah. they'll they'll because each because there's like specific patterns and like at times it's like there it's like fire or it looks like snakes like like it's not just like random Ooh, shit snakes? that's snakes like uh, the devil. Sna- yeah, snakes. Yeah, snakes. Um, uh, and it, like yeah, it's just spectacular. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. And then uh, you didn't it get was, home like, until four in the morning. We thought you died. Like you fell off. <laughs> Yeah, well, because as soon as I was in the area, my phone stopped working. So I didn't get it like I didn't see any of like anyone else's messages until like we were driving away. And at that point, it was like like the show ended at quarter to 12, like quarter to midnight. And, you know, we walked. It took longer to get back to the car because you were walking with thousands of people. Um, So it probably took half an hour to get back to the car. So it's, you know, quarter after 12 almost. Uh, And then it's like a three hour drive, three ish hour drive back to Canada. and then I fucking crashed and went to bed. And uh, yeah, but like we were probably in bed at like almost four in the morning. So I was pretty beat the next day. Um, and the camera was going to say, camera was going to say, I was stupid enough the next day to book. Uh, I had a couple weeks before booked tickets to Oppenheimer because th- one of the theaters near me is one of the like 30 places that, uh, has the ability to show it in like 70 millimeter IMAX. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, it's like a six, 6 PM showing we're going there. I'm like, there's definitely no way I'm staying awake through this movie. <laughs> like, holy shit. I'm tired. Um, 
15 minutes into the movie, which doesn't have any trailers because it's literally the movie's too big and won't fit on the platter. So they just start the movie. Some guy comes in beforehand. He's like, thanks so much for coming. We really appreciate you coming to the theater and seeing it. This, you know, this specific format is really the way Christopher Nolan intended the movie to be seen. Who so the, fuck the fact is this that guy? he's, I don't know, like a fucking concession worker at the theater or something. Um, it's really the way he, he wanted it to be seen. And you guys are like, so lucky to be able to see it. And in, in, there's only 30 theaters in the world that can show it like this or something. And then 15 minutes in, there's a power surge that takes out the power to the whole theater uh, Did they take out the wrong theater where they're trying to get the fucking smell of freedom, sound of freedom out? So so it takes out power to the whole theater. Um, it's like a power. So it, it comes back on within a few minutes. But because this is an actual film film, something happened and they said it damaged it. Um, so they're this is like probably a priceless IMAX print. <laughs> And it damaged it. So Canada fucking sucks. But yeah, just another, just another casualty in the war against the sound of freedom. Cause that was playing there at that time as well. Um, I feel like, I feel like we need to see this movie just, just for the meme. (laughs) We could do a, 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 an afterthoughts podcast about it. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And then, so they, the dude comes in, he's like, here's what happened. We're trying to fix it. You know, they're like, they're like our, our IMAX team is trying to fix it. And I'm like, this team was probably formed like five minutes ago. You know, <laughs> fucking IMAX film team. This is the, like the, the first time this shit's been used in years. Uh, he's like, we, we're going to have an update for you in like half an hour. Just you, feel free to get up, go do, do other stuff. Like we'll have an update for you in half an hour. Half an hour passes. He's like, uh, he, <laughs> he's like, the half an hour passes he's like we're still working on it. it's going to be another half an hour half an hour passes he's like okay it's getting to the point he's like if we can't get it up and running in the next like five ten minutes we're gonna to have to like cancel the showing uh and so i'm like man i wish you fucking told us that an hour ago because if i knew this shit was probably gonna be canceled i wouldn't be like sitting here still and then like dozing right, off yeah right before the like cut off the picture comes back up um but there's no audio and like and it's like they've jumped significantly it seems like in the movie and i'm like man this is the way christopher nolan intended this to be seen huh (laughs) Uh, and so then there's no audio for a bit uh half the theaters left at this point because like what the fuck and then the audio comes back but it's like delayed by like five to seven seconds uh, and we were so early into the movie that like we hadn't met most of the characters. We don't know who's saying what, um, it's so delayed. And at this point, like the theater worker that was in there is like, stop. He's still standing in the theater, but he's like not communicated anything else with us. And, and so I'm like, well, like they must still be trying to fix it, but like they can't fix it unless it's running. So like this should be, you know, I bet in a couple of minutes, it'll be back in sync. Like five, six minutes pass, six minutes pass. Like my friend that's with me and Michaela, are like, like, I think this is it. Like, I think this is just how they're playing it. And I'm like, there's no way. And so I let a few more minutes pass. And then I go like, at, like go to see, see, go see the guy to see what's up. And he's just like, yeah, you guys are, you're welcome to go and, and get like a refund, but like, this is the best it's going to get. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, what do you mean? This is the best it's going to get. I'm, like, I'm not, I'm not hyperbolizing the five to seven seconds delay in sound. What? So I have not seen Oppenheimer at this oh point. Oh my god! Um, also, like it was very interesting because the it's obviously been a very long time since I've seen a, a movie on film, and it was like, and I only saw fifteen minutes of it, so it's hard to judge at this point. But it was like I was like, man, this is like 
I'm like, I don't know what's happening in the movie because like this is shaky as fuck and the like and it's so flickery that like I can't focus on anything else. I and wonder, I'm like I wonder if it was just like a fluke because everything blew up or was going to blow but up. But that was but that was like before the, the what if power what surge. if what if the power surge was that projector? <laughs> yeah right i don't know the weather was also it was like a rainstorm and it hasn't rained in like ages so i thought i figured that was something um but yeah it was a wild that wild was jim caviezel uh punishing you for yeah, taylor right, swift right um it was a wild couple of days i still feel like i'm exhausted from it and uh have not have barely been able to exist up till now so how much are these tickets i mean are we still talking about comic-con how is your overall thoughts did you like it what are your plans now uh, I liked it. Um, we'll go back next year. Hopefully, the recession doesn't get deeper. Um, I'm pretty recessed right now myself. <laughs> well, let's hope it doesn't get deeper, like nationally or globally, and let's hope that the folks at SAG-AFTRA uh, can get what they what they want. And because I think next year will be a lot better. Be a lot. Better. You think it'll be better? Yeah. Yeah. But. How much were these tickets? You're the only person that I've shown this to at this point. Oh my God! <laughs> Derek! 